Our podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you have not heard about Anchor, it is the easier way to make a podcast. It's free, and they give you great tools and resources. Download the free Anchor app on your phone, or go to anchor.fm to get started. A-N-C-H-O-R. That's Anchor. That's Anchor. Another episode of Hoops R Us. This is your host Xander. Today's special guest is my uncle, Javi Gonzalez. He is a diehard Knicks fan who lived through the pain and disappointment of the Knicks franchise. And he's as old school as they come when it comes to the NBA. So stay tuned for a battle of old school versus new school. Hey Theo, thank you for being my guest on Hoops R Us. Today we are going to talk about the Knicks franchise. Ooh, you want to talk about my New York Knicks? <laughs> yeah. And the other thing we're going to talk about is super teams. Oh, I have a lot to say about that. And it, it, it ain't good. Trust me. <laughs> All right, Theo. When do you become a fan of the Knicks? Ooh, fan of the Knicks. So I came to this country in the spring of 1992. And I'll right. say by the fall of 1992, I was starting to become a Knicks fan. Ooh, I bet those were the days when John Starks and Patrick Ewing were dominating. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's, that, those were the best days of my life as a sports fan. And how do you think they compare to Michael Jordan and the Bulls? Well, that's the thing. Like, the Knicks were, at times, even when the Bulls were at their best, the Knicks were the best team in, in basketball. But, oh. yeah, like, they were, like, winning division titles. Like, but in the playoffs, they always ran into a monster. Ah. Probably the greatest player ever to play the game. And that was their roadblock. Like, the Knicks in the 90s, they should have won at least Three championship rings. They were that good. Yeah. But Jordan just, be, he was a beast. Like, there was no stopping that guy. And, hey, it wasn't only Jordan. It was Reggie Miller and those Pacers, man. Oh, the Knicks, yeah. The oh. Knicks had it tough, I'm telling you. If it wasn't Jordan, it was the Pacers <laughs> or the Heat. Like, and they were all tough teams. Yeah, that East was tough at those times. Ooh, it was like no layups. You know what that meant? Oh, yeah. If you go for a layup, you're gonna be fall on the be on the ground because somebody's gonna take you there. <laughs> yeah, those centers, man. Who is your favorite Knicks player of all time? Ah, oh, you're touching my heart now. Like I'm getting <laughs> like emotional just thinking about this player because like he went through like so many ups and downs, but like he reminds me of you basically. Like <laughs> he 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 would like. Gave it his all, like, every single play. But he he was never the best player. He wasn't the strongest or the fastest or the tallest. But he will always be there, like, especially against Michael Jordan. Yeah. He will always guard Michael Jordan. Like, tell me if that wasn't a tough challenge. Oh, yeah, of course, man. Michael Jordan's the best player ever. 
Yeah, but he like he went out there and like he got in Jordan's face, like and Jordan Oof. was called fifty on him, forty, <laughs> but he was he will be there like toughing it out. So I'm guessing that's John Starks. He went like off eleven against the Rockets in the '94 Finals. Oh yeah. But like he just kept shooting, he kept shooting all for five, all for six, all for seven, but he never gave up. He he wasn't afraid to take the shot or guard the best player. So you think he was a great defender? He was a uh, w- way above average. He w- he made the all defensive team, uh, I think once. But he he was more like of an effort player. He wasn't like a great like Kawhi now, or <laughs> LeBron at his prime. Like. Oh, did he inspire you to play basketball more? Oh, for sure. Like like I think like before I got into sports. Like, I wasn't really competitive about anything. Like, I was just <laughs> in my own world. But, like, watching those Knicks teams, like, when I started in 92, 93, 94, like, I was like, oh, that's how you play sports. You play hard. Yeah. You respect your opponent, and you go, like, 100% every play. And that's exactly how yeah. I play. That's how, like, I told your, your father to play, and that's how he's teaching you to play. What is the top Knicks moment? you've had oh there's a couple that i can think of i can think of um alan houston against the miami heat i think Ooh. it was in yeah 98 99 they were like the knicks were the one C, the ac and the heat were the one C. but they had like a big rivalry they were like I, I, everybody would like want to fight like after every play that's how much they hated each other. So the series was, like, tied 2-2. The Knicks were losing. Like, listen to the score. In the fourth quarter with five seconds left, they were losing, I think it was 78 to 77. Ooh. That just shows you how tough it was to score. And, like, in, that, in the, those five seconds, uh, Houston got the ball. He made, like, a finger roll that hung around the rim. And with one second left, the Knicks took a one-point lead and they won the game and they advanced to the second round. So, and another one that I didn't think it was like a great moment at the time, but it was pretty cool, is a a, a dunk that John Starks did on, he did it on Horace Grant and on Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And it's like on a poster somewhere. You should Google it. it that was like because I, I learned to appreciate Starks. I think that's my favorite, favorite Knicks moment, like, to me personally. Stunking on the best player must feel so good. Ooh, especially when Jordan did it to him, like, every single time <laughs> they face each other. Like, I was so happy that he got to experience that moment. Like, it was like a win for, like, the little guys. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, what was his height? Like, he was pretty small, actually. He was like six three. Jordan was like six six. But Starks would always guard like the best. Like at those times, you had like a good center and a good shooting guard, like Reggie Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Robinson was the center. Like Ooh. so, Jordan was there. So it was like it was a tough night every night. Those nineties were competitive. Oh, I miss those days. I miss them. <laughs> Bring them back, please. 
But we got to wait for LeBron to retire first. Do you think Carmelo is the best Knicks player of all time? Whoa, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I mean, I didn't watch all the great Knicks players, but, like, since I've been watching, I think Ewing, like, is still the best Knicks player I've seen. I mean, I think it's Carmelo Anthony because, you know, Ewing, he was like a center. He was a big man. I know he could go to the paint. But Car- Carmelo Anthony, he could go to the paint. He could shoot threes. He could shoot mid-range. He could shoot anywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, those are great points. Like he was, He's a scoring machine, Carmelo. But let, the thing here is that it's like two di- different eras to, like, compare. Like, back in those days, like, Ewan would score, like, 24 points per game, which wasn't that far off from Carmelo's, like, 25, 26. But Ewan would give you, like, 11 rebounds. Yeah. He would give you – he would, like, block, like, four shots a game, three shots a game. So he was, like, the whole package. And in those times, he was, like, the second or third best center in the league, like, every single year. <laughs> yeah. So – and plus, he played, like, more than, like – 14 years with the Knicks. Carmelo only played like seven years, I think. So I still give it to Carmelo, but uh, I mean to Ewing, but I, I can see somebody saying Carmelo. If there was one free agent you wish the Knicks could have, who would it be? Ooh, when like all time? Yeah, all time. Like here's some options. When LeBron went to Miami or like L.A., when Durant went to Golden State or Brooklyn, when Kyrie went to Boston, Celtics. Oof. I got to say, I mean, you can pass on, like, signing the, like, one of the, at, at worst, LeBron is the fifth best player ever to play. At best, he might be number one. So, like, in those, like, when he was, like, when he was in Cleveland, I, I rooted for LeBron. Like, I like LeBron. So, like, if he, if he, like, I'll say, like, LeBron because he would have probably changed the whole Knicks franchise for, like, years to come. Um, What do you think the Knicks really had a closer chance to sign? I don't think they were close to signing, like, any of those top guys. Like, not KD wouldn't even, like, meet with them. <laughs> I mean, it looked like KD and Kyrie were going to come, like, a couple of years ago, but that was a lie. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, what? What do you think? Like, who do you think they got close to signing? Um, I'm gonna have to say Kyrie and Durant because they were like the free agents that were still looking for offers, and it, it's hard to get them. And the Knicks have a lot of, you know, they have a lot of picks. They have a lot of money, I think. And I think it was Kyrie and Durant who they really had a closer chance to signing. I don't think they ever took the Knicks that serious. I think Kyrie and KD thought about it. But then they say, ah, there's another team in the New York that has better picks, better <laughs> players. They basically made the playoffs without us. So I think we can win a championship there. All right. We're going to get on to the next segment. I forgot a, a bunch of stuff, but it's okay. <laughs> Well, in this segment, we're basically going to talk about um, super teams now. So, we have a lot to say about that. Ooh, this should be very interesting. All right, let's get right into it. 
I'm a Warriors fan. I enjoy my Durant, Curry, and Clay teams. What are your thoughts about super teams? I don't even know where to begin. Like, is there like a another a better word than hate super teams? Like, is there <laughs> something worse than hate? It goes back to like those '90s teams and the way your father plays, the way you play. I'm all about like challenging like myself and challenging my skills. Like, if I see that that guy is like scoring all the points, guess what? I want to guard that guy. If I think I'm good, like, I want to beat the, another good team. So I feel like super teams is like a shortcut to, like, hard work and, like, challenging yourself. It's like skipping steps. What do you I, think? Mean, I mean, wouldn't you want to play with your friends and have a choice while competing for a chip? My friend side would say yes, but my if I think I'm the best, and you, and you think you're the best, and, like, I would want to, like, go against you, like, just to see who's the best. If we're playing together and we're just making it easier on ourselves and we oh, we're friends, we're playing together, we win, like, I don't think, like, you separate yourself. You don't see the, the greatness of a player when they, they don't, they're not challenged as much. Like, Here's- your Warriors didn't need K- – they won without KD. You set a record without KD for most wins <laughs> in a season. Like, you didn't even win that much with KD. Now, KD, of course, he was, like, a number two top player in the league. So, that made you, like, unbeatable. But I feel like the championships without KD were more special for the Warriors than the ones with him. Well, here's a fact right here. According to ABC, the year before LeBron went to Miami Heat, 3.7 million people were watching. The year LeBron was playing for the Heat, the first year, 5.1 million people were watching. Oh, yeah. That's it. Like, a lot of people love, like, I think I'm in the minority. I'm not going to say that a lot of people hate super teams. Like, it's just that me, the way I, I was brought up, the way I came up, I don't like super teams. But it sells because a lot of people watch to, like, see super teams lose and a lot of them like jump on the bandwagon and say oh that's a great team they have three great players (laughs) like let me root for them because they're gonna win you know so I feel like that's like a cheap way of like being a fan like I feel like the way the Warriors won with those picks like draft drafting green drafting clay drafting curry that was like a beautiful like piece of art they were they did amazing like that's that's the right way to win to me. Now, did super teams make you stop watching the NBA, or did you watch to see who would beat the super team? Ooh, that's a great great question. So this is what what I think. Like, I don't think I've told this to anyone. Maybe I did, but um, since the super team era like took off, like I tried to quit. Like. <laughs> watching like basketball for real for real like and after like a, a week or two like I realized that like I love sports too much to quit watching it and I'm just gonna have to tough it through so now I watch to see super teams lose basically because I have no other choice <laughs> I mean I love watching the NBA no matter what because yeah. I mean watching super teams 
it's it's so fun, you know? So fun to watch them, you know, play and, you know, have fun basically out there because that's what it's all about when it comes to basketball. Oh, so I got got to – oh, go ahead, go ahead. And don't get me wrong, you got to be competitive and – but having a super team in the league, that's kind of challenging for all teams because then – it's like, hey, we got to figure out, we got to figure out a plan to like, you know, beat the super team. They did lose to um, Dallas in the championship and yeah, and, uh, in the finals, and um, they lost to the Spurs. So that that super team, to me, if you ask me, the first super super team was Miami. It was a failure because uh, LeBron was guaranteeing like five, six, seven championships. They only won two championships. They were two and two with like. Three, like, the top player in the league, at another top five player in the league, and, like, an all-star in Bosch that was averaging, like, 22 and 12 in Toronto <laughs> with great defense. So, like, it was a failure, but I just hated that great players, like, took shortcuts. But let me ask you a question. So, right. let's say Curry says, ah, I'm not happy here. I want to go... <laughs> To the Lakers, I want to play with LeBron and AD. As a Curry fan, as a Warriors fan, how will you feel about that? Um. Well, first of all, I still like Stephen Curry. Mm-hmm. And second, I think I will still like the Warriors because I feel like now I'm a loyal Warriors fan. And I know I was watching them in 2016, but, like, I didn't know the NBA that much. So I didn't know yeah. they were, like, if you like them right now, that means you're a bandwagon. I didn't know that at the time. So I think right. I'm a loyal, a loyal Warriors fan. Oh, yeah. Like most young uh, fans, they they become fans of teams like when they're good because they see them a lot. Like when I yeah. say bandwagon, like before when I said it, it's more for like grown people like <laughs> that are like in their 20s and 30s saying, oh, this team is winning. I'm going to root for that team because they're winning. But like me, like the Knicks were a good team. Like I was young. I didn't know the NBA. So like I became a Knicks fan because like, they were good. They were tough. So like when you're young, it's okay. Like you root for like whoever you like at the time. But like yeah. then you become a fan for years to come and generations to come. So I don't consider like kids fans like bandwagon fans at all. Any kid is like can root for whoever they want. Same, cause it's like when the kids are like when kids are like watching like TV, you're always looking at like a great team because that's the main like that's the what the TV wants you like to see or like what the channel wants you to see, basically. So you can't really blame yourself for like liking them. Right? No, no, I I agree, and especially I play like the Warriors are a perfect team to root for for kids, mm-hmm. cause Curry's like a superhero. <laughs> yeah. Like, player, like, his style is flashy. The Warriors, like, they're good. So, like, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Warrior fans, like, in the next 10, 20 years that were like, oh, I became a Warrior fan, like, in the, after, like, 2017, 18, like, because they were fun to watch. So, like, let's watch for, for those fans, like, when they grow up and then their kids might be Warrior fans. So, that's how it works. Here's another question. Do you think the Celtics with Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and Kevin Garnett were a super team and Rajon Rondo? No, they were like a, a super team, a baby super team, like <laughs> I want to say. But those are like 
that's the roots of the super teams because like it get it just kept escalating. Like when those players got together, they were like they were like all stars. Some days yes, some years no, some years yes, but not to the level of like a top. Like none of them were like top five, top three play. Like LeBron was like he's been the top player for like ever now. Yeah. So like. But those three, like, they were good players. But, like, I think LeBron saw that. He said, hmm, maybe I want to try that. But, like, I'm going to do it even better. And then that's what led to, like, KD joining the Warriors. Because he's like, oh, shoot, LeBron did it. He's the best player in the world. Like, I want to try that. I want to win, like, a a ring. Like, (laughs) I don't want to be stuck here, like, struggling to win championships. And then now it's to the point where, like, Everyone wants to go play with their friends and they don't even want to stay in the team that they signed the contract with. If they say anybody says no to them, then they want to like, oh, I want to, I want to, I want to get out of here. I want to go play for the Lakers or for whoever. And I want to get a max deal and you're going to make it happen or I will fake an injury or I won't play for you. So that's why it's been like getting worse and worse and worse. And the next thing that's going to happen is that a college player is going to start deciding what team drafts him. He'll just say, if that team drafts me, I'm not going to play for them. And it's just going to (laughs) go even down to high school. That's how bad this is getting. But that's just me, okay? What do you think? Well, I think those Celtics at the time, they weren't at their primes. Paul Pierce, yeah, he was all that. But 2000s, that decade was his prime. Ray Allen, I already know he was past his prime. And Kevin Garnett, he wasn't the same 2004 Timberwolves MVP. So I think they're yeah. out of their prime. And I wouldn't consider them as a super team. And Rajon Rondo, he was, he was young, you know. Yeah. He, was, he was looking like a good future player. But he wasn't, like, in that level yet, you know. No, yeah. And he, they developed him like, um, like the Warriors did uh, Green, like, Green was not a – he was a second-round draft Yeah, pick. he was. And he he was like – he's an all-star. Like He's a, like a – he's making like almost max money right now. <laughs> yeah. Out of a second-round pick. So, like, it's crazy right now. But uh, the Celtics, I call them a baby super team only because like that's where the super team roots started to, like, evolve, you know? Yeah. Well, many people yeah. thought they were a super team because they had just been the Lakers that season. They united, you know? And the Lakers were, like, yeah. such a tough team with Kobe Bryant, like, Paul oh, Gasol. that was impressive, yeah? yeah. I was rooting for the Celtics in those years. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I always root for the team that, like, if a team wins a lot, I always root for, like, a different team to win, you know? Because I don't like, like... Uh, like, too much dominance, you know? I want, like, an even playing field. Do you think there are no more super teams? I wouldn't say it's even, but it's it's not as bad as, like, the super team, like, Warriors and the Heat. But now it's, like, let's say, like, the uh, LeBron and AD, they were, they're ranked number one and number two players in the league right now. Like, no one can really compete with that. That is like true. Paul George and Kawhi, last year, they were like George was around like top six in the league. It's not a, I wouldn't call them super teams, but like 
Especially LeBron. Like, can you believe LeBron tried to get AD, LeBron, and Kawhi Leonard on the same team right now? How would that look? <laughs> that would be such a super team, man. Super, and it's not because that's how it is. It's because Kawhi had the guts to say no to, Le- to <laughs> mm-hmm. LeBron because LeBron wanted him there. He wanted, like, Kawhi, whoever he can get to come, like a top player, like, he'll take them all. Like, he don't care. He just wants rings. Yeah. Which is, which is uh, like, and the problem we have, like, as a lot of fans, we put, like, too much importance on, like, winning rings. So a lot of these players, like, feel like a lot of pressure to win at all costs. Like, they don't care how it looks. They don't care, like, how bad it looks. They just want rings. I think the teams are even, like, like they were, they're so even because every team at least has, like, two, two all-stars. You know, like the Suns, they have Devin Booker and Chris Paul. The Lakers, obviously, with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. The Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George. You know, I think, um, especially with these teams, like having their injury, their injured guys back this season, I think yeah. all the teams are really even. Yeah, that's a, like there's a lot of good combos right now. Like I'll say, you can like get like ten good combos right now in the league. That can be like all stars. So, like, I, I agree with that. Thank you, Theo, for being here at an episode of Hoops Are Us. It was great talking to you about the good old days and super teams. And hey, maybe the Knicks will make you proud someday. <laughs> you never know. Oh, uh, thank you for having me. I look forward to being on your show again, X Man. <laughs> All right, peace.